This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezing cold in answer nine two zero. You the cold maze say one freezing cold in answer nine two zero. All right. All right. Again, real quick, where did you? Where did this song come from? It's from an episode of um, Fargo oh, okay. that brother the one Kevin on FX. Yeah, that brother Kevin A. Bear found, and it was like used during like a bridge tournament or something. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I really like it. Oh, it's great! Honestly, outside of the show, though, I'd never heard it, so I always find it interesting. I never heard it either. Yeah, I mean, it had, it had, I had to be pointed to it you as know well. Who it is? Like who? Yeah, it's a guy named that? Adriano Celentano. Oh yeah, say that. And three the times. the so, yeah the, the song there's like a video for it. It appears to be like from the, the early to mid seventies. Oh really? J- judging how people are dressed, like and like how the sets decorated. Yeah. And what he's wearing. Sounds like that. Yeah. Hey, it's the STL Happy Hour. We finally named it. I like that. I like it, too. It's really good. It fits. It's kind you of came, a little bit of this and that. That's right. You came up with it, too. It was the first thing that came out of your mouth. And, yeah, that was lucky. And I went lucky. back and, and listened to that first episode that we did with our, our buddy, Maddie Bear, who will not be with us tonight or maybe ever again. We don't know. We still love him. We still love him. And uh, Alpina came up with, hey, let's just call it happy hour. I'm like, okay. And so I'm listening back to that episode. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's really good. And then I went and Googled something and found a neat little logo i put that on the on the web page and and have it all uh it's all uploaded yes this is stl happy hour on the st louis podcast network stlpodcast.com my name is andy hanselman alongside alpina john sander this is the uh, the first one that we've recorded since we talked about since around Halloween. Yeah, I think it was maybe like a couple days before Halloween because we, we, I know I was asking to watch the World Series. Yeah, we were, ta- we were talking about watching the World Series. Yeah. And then we didn't really publish the episode, I don't think, until December. No. And we got great feedback. Yes. From lots of folks. Yes. Very, and they, very they, kind. People were honestly I know. super kind. No one was like, you guys really suck. You never know what to expect when you when you put yourself out there and you're just talking and you, you know, you enjoy it. We enjoy it. I know I do. And I know you do as well. And I know Matt did as well. Yeah. But, uh, and you never know how people are going to receive it or enjoy it, you know, but Matt has awful takes. He does have some colder, yeah. colder takes. takes. They hot. are not as hot. They won't keep you warm. Although I, you know, right. although Matty bear on the, or, 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 and I are on the same, uh, plane with Patrick Reed that we're, we're both P Reed guys. I hope P Reed has a big 19, the big 19. He's really going to need it considering all the talking that has been going on. I mean, what was uh, the one with Kevin Kisner? I heard whatever, something was going on there. There's a little bit of rumbling going on there. What, like a week ago or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're probably getting ready to rumble. They should just get in, a, in an octagon and just go at it. I just, I just, uh, I, I want to like him. I guess it's just, you have to look at him for the. I mean, you have to get past the personality, and like the the tenacity, and the way he plays golf, and the way he competes. Well, that I absolutely respect. That yeah. that is no joke. I mean, his abilities are absolutely off the chart. I just there's something about it in the back of my mind where I go, if there's so much smoke, there's got to be fire somewhere, right? Like, yeah. but again, how many times has any of us, you, myself, where you have like this, um. The stuff running behind you where somebody might say something like, oh, did you hear about Andy or oh, Johnny's a real asshole. But then like you meet them and it's like there's just a different, you know, you could have had one bad interaction or even one or two bad interactions with uh, one one or two other people. And it can kind of kind of be what follows you around. And I kind of feel like maybe, maybe that's what's going I on with Patrick Reed. At least I'm hopeful because I'd like him to be a nice guy. We are not going to focus on Patrick Reed on this episode. We did that last episode. And <laughs> yeah, it's true. We don't want to, we don't, we don't need to be rehashing old material just for the sake of it. No, but you were, you were talking about that with, uh, with it being since like, like Halloween. Yeah. Was the last time I got to see you. So I guess I'll ask you now, how were your holidays? Holidays were great. Yeah. Holidays Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. What do you guys yeah. do for Thanksgiving? So Thanksgiving, we go to, um, we went to, um, my mom and dad's. Okay. Now, do they live around this Glen yeah. Carbon area? Yep, my okay. family's all here okay. in town. Okay, and then went to my uh, went to my brother in law's house, okay. and they live over in a town called Marine, which is between here and Highland. Okay, okay. So it's about you know, just ten minutes down the road. Although you, you think that some people it was like more like an hour and a half away, but it's not. It's just ten minutes down. Show the, the brother in law is a nice guy. Nice guy. We had a great time over there with the kids, hanging out, uh, playing some uh, some Nintendo Switch. Okay, I've Things, never played that. Is that the yeah. one that looks kind of like a Game Boy? Yes. Okay, but you put it up, but you can put it on the TV. Oh, 
Yeah, and we and you can do four person. They have like Mario Kart. Nice Switch now. Did you play that? Like yeah, Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Really, and yeah. it's not like the Wii though. It's, it's not. It's not interactive. No, like it's just you have controllers. Okay, which is controllers, which is I, just I, fine I'm by so me. So bad about like I have a PlayStation Four, but that's it, dude. Like not bragging, but it's like that's what I have. I play Madden you're, on it, maybe a baseball game. I don't, you're so blessed. Yeah, I'm really blessed. But like, have you ever played Call of Duty? I have not very much. I played I, it one time, and I swear to God, I got sick. Like all the moving. That's and how the, I am too. I, I so I have, I bought an Xbox 360 about. You're gonna think I'm saved like 15 years ago. No, it was like three or four years ago. Okay. I'd never had a gaming system, a console. Oh really? I mean, but it, like the Nintendo. Yeah, like I mean, other than like the Nintendo and Sega Genesis and those right. things, uh, I had a, and I had original and I got an original PlayStation in uh, 1997. Okay. Which I still have, and yeah. I, but I gave it to my nephew. Okay. But um. So I went and bought myself a 360 because they were like $199 or something. Okay. Bought a couple games. Uh, like what games did you get? Like, do you remember? Like, yeah, I got. I have. I have, I have uh, NHL. Okay. The new. I love uh, the sports games. Yeah, they're great games. Love them. And I tried doing Call of Duty. I'm like, oh my god, dude, you get like dizzy. The problem with having an Xbox 360 in this day and age is that there's nobody online to play with. Yeah, yeah and if they are, they're <laughs> way too young. Like, you know, it's like yeah, it's like oh, you're like oh, you're like, like oh, yeah. you're like eight. Oh, yeah. that's creepy. Yeah, I'm not gonna play. Yeah. <laughs> So, but have I you was, ever done the live stuff, or do you have like, no? Or do you have like uh, nieces and nephews that do it? Uh, they're not old enough to do it yet. Okay, I've never done it. Yeah, I haven't either. I understand like the concept of it, like yeah, you log you, in and then you're now you're logged into being able to talk to people in Germany or wherever. But yeah, I've never done it. I know my um my uh, my stepdaughter's boyfriend does it. Okay, he says there's a lot of Chinese guys on there that they like to say China number one. That's what they say on there. I'm like, is that? It's like a. Chi-. He was saying it on like a, we were driving on vacation, and he's saying this over and over again. China number one. China number one. I'm like, is this like a, a like a favorite Chinese oh, no. restaurant you're going I, to? I guess in all fairness, outside of you know national pride, they are technically like number one. I mean, so I guess right. I guess they got that. You know. So, but he does it all the time, he, and I think he plays. Oh God, I can't think of it. It's one with all the. It's, there's one with like all the tribes. Like, and, dude, I remember Halo when Halo was like yeah. the game. I played it one time and I was like, all right, yeah, it's fine. But like, yeah. I, I guess just, I'm just not a gamer. I'm not either. See, that's the thing. And so I downloaded. I heard about this new back to golf. Heard about this awesome golf game that just came out at like in August or September. Is it like a Tiger Woods one? No, it's called. It's like PGA Tour. Okay. 2019. Oh, I don't have it on this computer. Okay. So it's on my my big computer at home. But the the motion you have to make you have to go back and forth real smooth with the mouse. Okay, so you're playing the it club. on the computer. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I again I don't have a right, console, right, right, but right, able to right. do it. And so, but I can't get they're like you're not doing it right. So every time I try to hit the ball, it's going like sixty yards. <laughs> and so I think maybe it's my graphics card. I need to upgrade because <laughs> everything's real choppy and stuff. So I think I, need, okay. I think I need to upgrade the GPU. It's not user error. It could be user error. It very well could be. I really don't know. I just know that everything's real choppy, and maybe because it can't catch up with itself, right. that it thinks that maybe I'm going super slow. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So I went to go look at uh, video cards okay. that were compatible with what I needed, and like, yeah. yeah, those are like 400 bucks. I'm like, no. It's just not worth no. it, No. I, I honest to God, like I used to, back in the day, get all like the Madden ones, like year after year, sure. 14, 15, 16, like whatever. Were they worth the upgrades to you? Honestly, no. Because they were all the it's, it's, same. It's, it's just shades of gray. I mean, it's you're getting maybe like now Marshawn Lynch is on the Raiders instead of the Seahawks. But it's like I for sixty bucks or whatever. I think they're fifty nine ninety nine. They're they yeah, they're out, crazy expensive. It's once you have a budget as an adult, right? All of a sudden, your your uh, frivolous spending has to come somewhat to an end. At least on those type of things. To me, some people still swear by it. like they're like I got the newest Madden. Yeah, I just I can't uh, justify the expenditure. I think Plowsy still plays NCAA fourteen. Well, at least he's doing it on the down low. Like you know what I mean? Like he's doing it on like the cheap. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. You know he's not paying eighty dollars for two K fourteen or whatever. Exactly. You know? But he enjoys it and he get he gets his money's worth out of it. He absolutely you know, does. That, he's a gamer. He's more of a gamer than we yeah. are. So Thanksgiving was good. Yep. How about for you? Uh, Thanksgiving was great. Um, now, is your think. family around here? My family is around like uh, the Barnhart area, okay. in Missouri. So a little bit further south. Her family is right around where we're at in Arnold. And uh, Thanksgiving, we went to uh, her mom's side. We went to her dad's side. And then we went to uh, my mom and dad. Uh, we went to their house out in Barnhart. So it was like three Thanksgivings in one. But it was great. Yeah. It was great. In fact, we did her dad's 
on on that Sunday. Okay. Right? Because it was kind of like, man, this is a lot going on for you know, the baby. Not for us, but for the baby to go from house to house to house. Yeah. It felt good to uh, that he was really nice and you know helped out by being like I'll just do it on Sunday. So we did it on Sunday, and we also he did a ham instead of a turkey. Yum. So you got to do turkey on Thursday and then followed up with a little bit of ham, uh, which was great. Um, I was just thinking about that. Uh, I love holiday meats. Just gonna ask you when you do Thanksgiving, like when when you get to sit down and have your feast. Yeah. What are like uh, what are the things you have to have on your plate? Like what are your like go tos? Like some people are like, eh, turkey, eh, you know, or they don't like cranberries or what have you. Like, so I've never met a man that doesn't like stuffing. Right. But so my uh, turkey stuffing, green bean casserole and mashed potatoes are the absolute have to haves. I'm with you on the, all. Four they of have those. to have those things. What I found out oh. this year, this year, or the year before, you're not supposed to eat the cranberry sauce by itself. What are you supposed to do with it? It's like pork chops and applesauce. You put you, it on the turkey. You take you take a you take a little spoonful of cranberry, get yourself a little piece of turkey, and do it together. And it's really, like, it's like mouth plosion. Really? Yep, that's the move. Wow! And, and see, I like cranberries. Yep. Um, I never even thought about that. So wow. t- to try it like as an experiment. Yeah. Um, find some cranberry jam, like cranberry jelly, somewhere. Okay. And make a turkey sandwich with it. Oh yeah. Put a little bit, just a little oh, bit. Just the idea of it actually sounds good. I mean, cause it's you got delicious. The, you got the the meat and the sweet. Yeah, you know, yeah, the tartness of the cranberries along yeah. with the with the mellow flavors of the of the turkey. It's 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 like a marriage in in your mouth. It does sound good. It does sound good. Okay, so family time was good. Food yeah. time was good. So now we fast forward to covering Christmas. Well, I mean, how was how was the the friend time in between? Thanksgiving and Christmas. Anything? Any cool parties you go to or anything? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. We uh, so every year uh, around the f- it's the first weekend in December. Uh, my friends uh, Matt and Marissa uh, they've they've been doing they've get it get us together for a trivia night. It used to be held at Seven Holy Founders in Afton, and now it's held at Empi- uh, Epiphany, which I w- where I was baptized as a little baby. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They have a uh, they're off Jameson, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have a uh, trivia night. It's always the first week of December. And we're awful. We're awful. Yeah, uh, we I'm shocked by that because you know. seem to be a man of general of, of lots of general knowledge. I am, but I'll tell you what, like the sports section where you think I do pretty well. No, at, the sports ones are always way too hard. Oh my god, man! The questions are like, all right, so in the 1960s, which Cardinal third baseman? And I'm like, oh my god, like hold on, if it's not Mike Shannon or what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I have no idea. Like, like there was, a, I remember one question. This was years ago. It was a, a like, it was like Cardinal show. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be great at this. Right. It was like uh, Steve Carlton led the Cardinals with an ERA of one, <laughs> you know, of two point three in uh, in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. And uh, you know who was Bob Gibson was second? Who was third? I, like, not a clue. Honestly, not a clue. Not a clue. I don't remember who it was, but you know. So the trip, the trivia night was a lot of fun. We don't get to do a ton because you know we have a, a nine month old daughter, Ensley, right. and uh, she's the greatest thing in the world. But as most new parents obviously get to find out, is uh, if you're going to be a parent, like an actual hands on parent, you don't get a lot of time to go out and do things. Now I will say, her mom, her dad, my parents, uh, fantastic about like honestly giving us. For the most part, we get about one night a weekend. Do you really? Uh, yeah, they are. They are, well, and they'll keep the baby overnight, that. or is it like till like eleven? Uh, my mom is obsessed with keeping her overnight, uh, which is great. Uh, yeah, my mom can't get enough of her. It's awesome. Um, but my parents are retired too, so it's like a different sure, they have time. Field. They have the time. You know, yeah. her parents both work full time jobs and are you know they have a lot going on, so they don't have necessarily all the time in the world to always be like, oh, she'll stay this night, but uh. They do. Everybody watches her. We her aunts and uncles watch her too. So we've been really lucky. We got to go see. Uh, do you know who T.J. Miller is? T.J. Miller, the comedian. T.J. Miller. I've heard the name. So he was on the show Silicon Valley. Okay. And he was in the movie Office Christmas Party. Okay. He's got like that wild Which one is hair. he? Which one is he in in Office Christmas Party? Uh, the, he's the boss with the curly hair. Okay, sure. You know, yeah. He's the foul mouth guy. Yeah. You know, okay. Or whatever. We he was. Saw, I love that guy in that movie. He was so good live. We went to Helium, uh, the comedy club uh, attached to the Galleria, and uh, it was great. It was a ton of fun. We went with our friends Karina and Dwight, and we had a a great time. Like it was a, 
It was an awesome show, man. You know, a night out at the comedy club is a very underrated night out. I could not agree more. I could not agree. I, every time I go, it's just awesome. So a weird fact about me, I know I've seen, I was just talking to Lauren about this the other day. I know I've seen over 250 stand-up comedy shows. No shit. Yeah. You name them. Just love going, huh? Seen them all, man. From Kevin Hart to Daniel Tosh to all of them. The only one I haven't seen yet that I really want to see is Bill Burr. You ever heard Bill Burr? I have not. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Bill Burr is... I might know his comedy. I, mean, I think you would if you'd hear... He's a Boston guy. Okay. Uh, used to be a redhead, but he's bald now. Okay. He, he makes points to like be like, I'm a Boston guy from with a red hair, like whatever. He's been in movies, too. Like, uh, he's in Daddy's Home, too. He has like bit pieces and things. I haven't seen he's, that one yet. He's been in the movie The Heat with... Uh, he played uh, Melissa McCarthy's brother in The Heat. It was with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy where they're like cops and they hate each other, but they have to be like, you know, on the same right. team or whatever. Um, these are totally random references, but like Bill Burr, for those who Here, listen I'm to gonna, him, I'm going to Google him real quick. Oh, you'll, you'll love him. Like if you've ever listened to him, B-U-R-R. Yeah. He's so good. Like he's just, he's so angry, but you know, it's like part of an act, but he's just like this. Oh, I know who that guy is. Bill. Yeah. Okay. He's been on like, he goes on a ton of podcasts. He was one yeah. of the most downloaded ones. It was on Stern when he got interviewed. He goes on Joe Rogan's podcast. And the weirdest thing about him, I was just listening when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, is uh, he actually taught himself. Well, he didn't teach himself. He got trained to fly a helicopter. So he flies. He's approaching like, I think he said 2,000 hours of flying now. And he like is obsessed with it. Like, and the whole reason he decided to do it, he's such fucking idiot but the reason he started to do it was like he's explaining he's like oh like howard stern was like why would you want to learn like being in a helicopter like what's the what's the push there and he's like dude he's like so imagine this fucking world goes crazy as it's going and like a nuclear shit starts happening or bombs start happening he's like i have a helicopter that can fly my ass over to like malaysia and get out of here like he's like serious as shit in a comical way when he's talking about why he has a helicopter but uh, totally boring, but uh, no, because I'm kind of fascinated because I, I, think I too that's an awesome thing to learn. I too, when I was, I'd still love to learn to fly a yes. helicopter. Yes, yes. I think helicopters are amazing things. Yes, yes. Lift and oh, yeah, and, and you can like you can like, like a Black Hawk and like bring it down. Yeah, and like, oh, you know, like oh, helicopters. Like just the idea that like here's this guy from Boston, just a stand-up comic guy. And uh, side note about him, when he was on Howard Stern, they were like, when did you decide to actually fully become a comic? It was after he did a show at the Funny Bone in St. Louis. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he talked about it. He's like, I was at the Funny Bone. This is like 15 years ago. And he's like, I had this choice where I was like 30 years old. Like, am I going to say fuck it or am I going to go be an accountant? Yeah. And he decided to say fuck it. And Hang his balls out there and just get after and it. And he hung out there and he did it. And here he is now. I think he's the third highest grossing stand-up comedian right now wow like, he makes good so he's money. a big deal yeah 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 and i think honestly if you looked him up he's got like six or seven albums and i know he's done two netflix specials if you look him up bill burr yeah uh you you i think you'd like him but anyway i've, I've seen a ton of shows and the tj miller one was really good who is the biggest star you've seen in the most intimate venue <sighs> most intimate venue i guess the it's hard when it's the biggest star, but I, I guess like honestly seeing Daniel Tosh at Chaffetz, I didn't know Daniel Tosh was uh, born in St. Louis. Was he really? Yeah. Like he went to Crestwood High. Huh. Crestwood grade school. He went okay. to Crestwood grade school because he came out wearing a Crestwood grade school sweatshirt and everybody's like, what the, like, is he fucking playing to the crowd? Like, what is this? Yeah. And he's like, okay, I know I bust a lot of balls, but I'm, you know, I've lived in St. Louis. I think he said he lived in St. Louis till he was like three. Or until he was like, or maybe he moved to St. Louis from like three years old to like a certain age. But he did live in St. Louis and went to Crestwood Elementary. So that's a weird fun fact about Daniel Tosh. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I've seen Amy Schumer. Kevin Hart was fantastic. Uh, like somebody really big played out at the Westport. I, think was, I, don't, I don't know if it's still the funny bone or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of who it was like Kevin Pollack or somebody. Ray Romano did a show there randomly like 10 years ago. Like really he, in the heart of like his everybody love Raymond's days. Yeah. Like he literally was just trying to test out his stand up comedy and he was in St. Louis for God knows what. And he went up to the people at funny bone on like a fucking Friday night and was like, Hey, I want to do a show. And they're like, 
uh, okay, Ray Romano. Uh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Got it. <laughs> and whoever was there that night got to see Ray Romano for $15 a ticket. Like, Daniel Tosh born in... Uh, Is it Germany? West Germany. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, was, it was West Germany when, in 1975. Yeah, and then I believe he was in St. Louis. He said he, I think he said he was here like when he was like from three to a couple years in elementary school, and then they moved to Florida. Yep, down to Titusville, yep. home of NASA. That's right. And the Kennedy Space Complex. I saw Christopher Titus. Do you remember the show yeah, Titus on yeah. Fox? Saw him at Helium, so I guess that would be like a, quote, star a lot of the younger generation that might be listening to this might not know who Christopher Titus is, but you would remember. I, from I, when he was I, yeah, I do. Absolutely. Fox, called Titus. Titus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was really good. I saw uh, Uncle Joey from Full House. At, uh, Dave Coulier. Yes. Now, you would think Dave Coulier would not be funny. No, Dave Coulier is very He's funny. Really funny. And the other thing is he doesn't curse. Really? Which, yeah. Like, I'm not like the Will Smith guy that's like, hey, I don't have to curse in my raps or whatever. Yeah. I'm down with if you curse or if you don't curse fine but the ability to do an entire hour plus show without ever cursing and be legitimately funny is a real talent i yeah. saw steve-o steve-o did a okay. show at helium i actually have a picture of me and steve-o afterwards yeah he signed a book uh steve-o was interesting because it really wasn't a comedy show which he was the first person to admit he's like i'm not a stand-up or he's like i'm not a stand-up harvard's voice sounds like, <laughs> i'm not a stand-up comedian hey he's- impressions are welcome on this podcast <laughs> I will throw. I, I will throw plenty of them out. You can either make fun yeah, of me or like tell me that they're your terrible. Voice, you know, <laughs> but uh, Steve, uh, he was like, "I'm not a comedian, like in the preference of like, or like in the regular way that you would be a comedian." He goes, "I'm not that." He goes, "What I am is a uh, just a guy telling stories." He was telling crazy stories, dude. Like, this is not me making this up. This was his on the record thing. So he was like. Yeah, dude. He's like, so I would go to this party back in like 2006, 2007, back in like Lindsay Lohan's prime. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, so I'm at this party because I show up with Knoxville and him and Knoxville come strolling into some Beverly Hill mansion. Turns out it's like Paris Hilton's house and (laughs) Lindsay Lohan's there and he goes, who the fuck do I see other than Mike fucking Tyson? (laughs) <laughs> Mike Tyson's just walking around this house with Lindsay Lohan over here and Paris Hilton. He goes, a bunch of other guys, whatever. But he goes, these are the three names that you're going to need to remember. And he goes, so then he goes, here I am in the bathroom. He goes, I'm fiending because at that point he was a huge drug addict. He's totally sober now. Yeah. And uh, he's sitting, he's like telling the story and he's like, so I'm sitting in the bathroom trying to do coke. He's like, I'm just in the bathroom, like trying to do as much coke as I can by myself. Knox yeah. fills out in the party doing whatever. And he goes, the next thing you know, I hear like this boom, 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 like banging on the door, you know? And he's like, busy and he's like and he's like jesus christ like all right so he gets up and he walks the door and answers the door and it's mike tyson <laughs> and mike tyson's like hey man what you doing in here blah 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 and and, and steve was like uh drugs you know <laughs> drugs and mike tyson's like cool let me come in <laughs> and steve was like okay like he's like dude you can't say no to mike tyson like are you kidding right. me like what you know how that's gonna end so Mike Tyson, and this is all Steve-O's story. I'm not saying that, whatever. But like Steve-O comes in and, or uh, Mike Tyson comes in and Steve-O's in there and Steve-O's like doing blow or whatever. And uh, Mike Tyson's like, hey, let me see that. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, here you go. And Mike like is chain smoking cigarettes. I didn't know this about Mike Tyson. Chain smoke cigarettes. And he's like unrolling like some of the tobacco out of there. And he's sticking his cigarette into the bag of cocaine and that's it, called something, and I can't think I of what can't it's called. I can't remember it either, but essentially it's like you're smoking cigarette crack or something. You know what I mean? Like, So they do that for, um, have you seen the movie Flight with yeah. John Goodman and Denzel Washington? Denzel, that's a great movie. Yeah. Great uh, movie. Cocaine and the End of a Cigarette. I can't I can't think of what the name of that is either, I or what the what that would be. Tapped? Coke Smoke? It was definitely... I. I all I know is uh, Steve-O goes... Snowcap. Okay, Snowcap. That that actually makes sense. Yep. Uh, Steve-O's going... Uh, he goes... So he goes... Dude, he goes, next thing I know, Lindsay Lohan's in the bathroom now. He goes, you know, you got, you got fucking Steve-O. He goes, <laughs> you got Lindsay Lohan and Mike Tyson in a bathroom. He's like, you couldn't fucking write a joke like this. Like, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, so here's the three of us. He goes, we got one little bag of Coke. He goes, but now it's disappearing because Lindsay's in it. And he goes, Mike Tyson smoking cigarettes and dipping it back in. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, next thing he knows, he goes, I'm out of cocaine. And and, and you're like, all right, what's this, where's the story go from here? And he goes, next thing I know, Knoxville's like, all right, man, uh, I think we got to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And Steve was like, yeah, dude, but like, I don't have any more drugs. And he's like, dude, you came in with a bag of drugs. Like, what happened to your drugs? He's like, 
fucking Mike Tyson took it. And Knoxville's like, okay, sure he did. He's like, no, dude, Mike Tyson, like over there. Like, and it was just, yeah, but Steve was really good. Steve was really good. Um, a lot of great shows, man. I, I, I'm with you. Underrated in terms of like a date situation for sure. Like, and there's a lot of great local comedians. Like a, ton a lot of, of great them. local ones. Like just that is a serious talent to be able to do that. I've uh, always wanted to do that. Guy on the radio here in it? St. Louis. His name is Tim Convey. He's on, I believe, Y98 FM. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he opens. He does like I think he's not the, the opener. I think he's the middle guy. Okay. Yeah. And, and a, at a lot of different comedy clubs and yeah. different shows. So, do yeah, you think I, you could ever do it? No, because I'm a terrible storyteller. Really? Yeah. Like just listen to you tell the story. It's not like you I hope, were. I hope it wasn't boring the shit. No, out of it wasn't. Just, it was. It was enthralling because I feel like that. It was you telling like it was yeah. you like like you were Steve O yeah. in the bathroom so at, cool. at Paris Hilton's house. It was, and here comes Mike Tyson. So I'm like, come on, tell me more. I mean, this Lindsay is, is what's what's Lindsay Lohan wearing? Yeah. I mean, are her boobs out? Because I mean, 2006 Lindsay Lohan is pretty damn the, hot. The way he described it and with the Lindsay thing was he's like so like. He's like, so picture, I'm trying to do the voice. He's like, so picture Lindsay Lohan, like, at her prime. And I'm right. like, and you're like, okay. And you're like, thinking about it. And you're like, okay. So, like, right around Mean Girls, when everything's still plumped without having to be Botox to do so. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, she looked good. You fall out, you know. That was a really good show. I think that was actually the first show I saw at Helium. Have you... And now I know you're from out here in, in uh, Glenton Carbon, which is a little bit of a trek for you down to the Galleria. But no, it's like a half an hour. Oh, it's not that bad? No. Okay. So have you been Straight to shot. Helium? I have not. Helium is really nice. Is I it love in the? Bone. Is it in the... Uh, it's on the Clayton side of Galleria. Okay. So it's in the old... Uh, was it the old Mark Shale or like the old Hands there? Uh, I think it was the old Hands because now that's... You know, there's a Weber... A Weber, yeah, the Weber uh, grill, yeah, the Weber so it's grill, directly next door to the right. So Weber Grills is in the old Mark Shale rest is, okay. uh, store, yeah, and then right, and yes. then yeah, so because so, there's okay. that parking garage on the on the Clayton yep. side, so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's literally sandwiched between the Weber and the parking garage is helium, and you go downstairs and dude, it's set up super nice. Like you go down two flights of stairs and you are downstairs and they have a f- they have two full bars and a ton of seating and a full restaurant if you want to eat there. Yeah. Um, Food's pretty good. I've had it once there. We we couldn't get into Weber on time to get to the show, so we went down there. We got our food within fifteen minutes tops, yeah. and it was burger. I mean, it's pretty our food, but it was good. It's good, and the seating's legit. It's good seats. It's comfortable seats. So since we last met, and maybe it was maybe I did it that week, um, but McKernan's brother. Mm-hmm. I think it's Kevin. Kevin with the improv shop. Has the improv shop right yeah. that moved. They used to be in Central West End. Now they're uh, at, pretty much at the entrance of the Grove, right next to that White Castle there. Oh, good at spot. At Manchester and Vanderbilt. Oh, great spot. Yeah, with the Grove right and there. And so uh, they did um, they did their uh, their their high stove league show live with him and Dan McLaughlin, and had John Mazalak in I there. I listened to that. That was really good. Like for real, it was really good. Like no bullshit. It was really good. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. And they, uh, but he has two. Two theaters in there. Really? Yeah, and you can go for like ten or fifteen bucks. Wow, I'd love Cheap. to do that. I I am. Such I like a fan. improv. Like improv. Like I know SNL has gotten. Um, it's a little too political for me these days because honestly, haven't we had enough of it? Like, don't we eat enough shit with the political stuff? Whether you're right, right, left, center, whatever, just a little much. So sometimes it's kind of like, eh, I get it. Left doesn't like Trump. You know, right doesn't like liberal. Whatever, but. uh so I kind of struggle sometimes with the Saturday Night Lives, um, but like the idea behind a Saturday Night Live is the coolest. Like improv, yeah, it's kind of like improv. It's scripted on that, but you know what I mean. It comes from a from an improv setup, right? Where someone thought of an idea and they just kind of went with it, and and it and it's great. So yeah. I would love to see an improv show. I find SNL to be interesting in a sense that when it's currently on, mm-hmm. people say. Nah, I'm not really into it right now. Right. I think I think the show kind of sucks. But if it went away, if it went away, and B, a few years later, you always respect it. You look back at you watch some of the old stuff that they used to, that yeah. they did, and you're guy you're going, God, that was classic comedy. Yeah, classic stuff. Yeah, like unbelievable. What? Like, um, it was always really funny in the moment. When Jimmy Fallon would break character, yes, which he seemed to do almost Especially every the skit. Debbie Downer one, the Debbie Downer at Disney <laughs> one, hilarious, still funny to this day. Yeah, I find that to be the only one that's funny. Really? Uh, when he breaks character, I'm kind of disappointed looking back. Now that I've seen it, okay, I wish that he would stay in character, right? 
It was funny in the moment. Sure. But just looking, but going back and rewatching it. Lauren Michaels YouTube, hates that. Hates it. He despises it when they lose character. Because he knows when you go back and watch it later. Right. Or if it you, doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. It's just not as funny. I, I, I watched a thing, and this is years now, Jesus. This is like 2006. It was a thing. It was on VH1. This is how long it tells you. <laughs> wow. It was on VH1. It was called uh, something like uh, something Saturday Night Live. I can't remember what it was, but like I love Saturday Night Live or something like that. It was a show where you like look back. Yeah, I, I remember those. You might remember mm-hmm. that. And uh, they had like, they interviewed everybody. David Spade, uh, Jimmy Fallon, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, uh, Norm MacDonald, whoever. Which, by the way, that cast, that that cast that is my cast. Oh yeah, me because too. They, you know, like they always say, like your favorite cast is the one like when you're in that sophomoric yeah. time frame of your life where that type of stuff is probably its funniest. Like the Adam Sandler album, they're all gonna laugh at you. Yes, yes, is a kid I, that was the best. I still laugh because I remember my idiot brother and his friend Marco, mm-hmm. who we were all we were all very close. They would just quote the entire thing, the entire, I mean, Absolutely. like the, in the entire summer of 1998. Yeah. And so when I go back and listen to it now and, and the mom was playing with the cock and balls <laughs> and I, and I just laugh. Monica song is yeah. still funny as shit, It's man. still funny. I mean, nowadays it would be like offensive, quote unquote. Whatever. Whatever. Not my bag. Not right. my generation. God 2019. Bless. But, but the, like those guys were to me, you know what the funny part is? They all got fired. All, yeah, of them, all of them, including Sandler. He got canned. Uh, Norm Macdonald really got canned for a joke about OJ. That was what really did it. Yeah. It was a joke about OJ Simpson, the guy who murdered, allegedly, his wife and another person, allegedly. And they... they allegedly, killed, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, they killed him. What they, Alpina they just said him. was allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, so allegedly. I, so, I mean, it's just like one of those things where they got like... You, you fired some of the finest... Uh, comedians of their time for for what you didn't but think they, they had were got, funny I mean, they had they had already outgrown it yes yes because they all because they all immediately became huge movie stars absolutely yeah we watched um dirty work oh my god with, with norm, norm mcdonald and, and, and chase and no, artie lang and, lang and jack warden jack, jack warden plays Ward. plays is the Chevy dad not in that? he is he's okay, a doctor okay. who has he has to get the fifty thousand dollars to give to the doctor so he can pay his gambling debts <laughs> chris farley's in that too he is you're the, the 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 Chinese whore that bit my nose off. <laughs> when he goes to play the song at the jukebox, and it's uh, I think he's trying to fight, play like Street Fighting Man. Yeah, and he Street plays fight. like if you like Pina Colada yeah. or something. He's like son of a J seven, and he hits J six. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, Dirty Work was like 1998. Yeah, somewhere so there. That would have been in my. I would have been not to date myself, but I would have been twelve. And I would have been 21, so that's cool. But it, but now, hold on. Now, that 12 to 21 age range is in our sophomoric. It is. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of right in that spot. Yeah. Where I probably shouldn't have been watching it. And you were in the perfect yeah. demographic for what they were shooting for at that point. And Norm MacDonald is real. I've seen him live. I've and seen Kevin Nealon live. Shooter McGavin's in that movie, too. Christopher McDonald. He's really? plays He plays the bad guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wow, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. He pops up in a lot of movies. He does. He's a... And he plays a great dickhead. He does. He's, He's so best, awesome. Man. Uh, and what is his name? Christopher McDonald. Christopher McDonald. Yeah. Have you ever seen the picture, the meme? that are, I'm sure you have. But it's where... Uh, it's Christopher McDonald, the actor, uh, who played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. And he's sitting next to... Or he's standing next to Tiger Woods yes. taking a selfie. And it says... Uh, two of the greatest golfers side by side or something like that and, and, and also or no one of the greatest golfers of all time and also Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one love that Yeah, that's a good and one. also there's a Shooter McGavin Twitter account that I follow too that makes me laugh Stop constantly it. yes it's very very funny the one I got turned on to because of the radio show that obviously you're associated with still and that I used to work for the morning after uh, is the Club Pro Guy on yeah, Twitter yeah that guy's awesome too if people aren't listening or watching Club Pro Guy on Twitter you are missing out. Do you, do you think that's really Pat Perez? I hear, I hear people. Say, I so I thought. I don't know. I about thought Pat. Pat Perez was secret PGA pro on Instagram. Okay, maybe that's what I. I don't know. Maybe Club, I misunderstood it. Club Pro guy is a guy in Kansas City. Okay. That like put on some Mexican tours, okay. and it's just built up this whole thing. It's funny. It is funny. It is funny. If you have Twitter, is it on Instagram too? I don't have Instagram. Um, I don't know if he's on Instagram or not. I'm telling you, I've Googled it. 
like Googled Club Pro Guy, and it is so funny. If you're a golfer or if you're even like, if you're able to deal with like the dryness of like understanding how serious some folks that aren't professionals take golfing, it's really Club funny. Pro Guy is on Instagram. He sh- okay. as he, as he should be. Yeah, it's really funny. Like some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard. In- Mexican mini tour legend, former Lynx ambassador, Strata staff member, <laughs> head golf pro, Sagittarius founder of the Seven Four Seven Swing Thought System. Oh my God, he is he is great. I I I really enjoy Club Pro Guy. Do you like Instagram? I, love, I don't have it. I love Instagram. Really? Yeah. Like it more than Facebook or? Oh yeah. Well, Facebook's gotten so. Facebook uh, is. I mean. So uh, polluted. It's kind people of make excuses about, about why they keep Facebook. I feel right. like I have a valid one. I feel like I get a lot of business also off of Facebook. Sure. People sending me messages and sure. just a great way to get in contact with me. Sure. Um, I don't comment on stuff because when I go think people are stupid. Well, and they'll <laughs> take it the wrong way nowadays. Yeah, you can't say anything way. without being going, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I, I don't mean to get onto this, but I was just uh, I was just listening today to Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, and that's the UFC guy, you know, the Joe Rogan guy. And, yeah. Uh, uh, he was interviewing this guy, Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T, I believe. Okay. And Jonathan Haidt is a uh, social psychologist. So he he does a lot of like cogn- cognitive uh, behavioral therapy and social situations, things like that. So he's a psychologist. He's like 55 years old and he's done. He's, he's worked at NYU. I believe he worked at the University of Virginia. Uh, teaching psychology and whatnot. Anyway, so Joe Rogan and him are talking, and it's about a book that uh, Jonathan Haidt uh, has written. He's wrote a couple of them, like uh, The Happiness Theory, I believe, is one of them, and um, something else about how... I can't think of what it's called. I can't think of what the book's called. But anyway, he's talking about, in general, how we're raising a generation of kids now that are just not ready for the real world. Like, in terms of, like... He goes back to, like, talking about Mizzou... And the hunger strike yeah. uh, that happened. And then he was talking about ones that have happened like at Evergreen University, which I don't even know what that was, but that's on, I believe, the West Coast. Okay. And things that have happened at Yale and other prestigious schools, Berkeley, things like that. And how um, microaggressions and crazy things like that, like where people are like, I need a safe space. And he's like, this is getting out of control. Like it literally is getting out of control because they've let it go. Like it's just... We've gotten to a point now where, like, you literally can't make a joke without wondering if you could be fired. Like, you could lose your job if you make a joke you that could. is considered off-color or mm. off-putting. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be. It could just be anything. I find it to I find it to be extremely. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I find it disheartening. Disheartening that Kevin Hart lost his job yes. as hosting the Oscars. There's a perfect example of what happened. That tweet that he they got him for was from, I, I swear to God, they said 2010. And that was part of his joke that was on his special in 2010. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke that he wrote, that he performed. Nobody has complained about it for almost nine years. Right. And now... All of a sudden... Now it's a thing. It's just the the got me, get you culture, the the taking people down for some sort of prestige or social relevance, I guess, to make yourself relevant to people. And it's just kind of disheartening is really what it is because yeah, i feel is. like you lose the ability to have any conversation over anything like like professors the way this guy jonathan height was talking about this was he's like professors nowadays can't even question a student's um thought process because they have to be totally worried about if they offend this kid boy or girl with coming at them being like okay you didn't do you didn't do this project why didn't you do this project well i feel that it's you know and then name whatever it is they felt it was against their religious beliefs or whatever it is and these people will get out of doing work and it's just a, it sets a precedent that down the road you're going to hit the real world though and if you go and tell your boss i'm not doing this project because of my uh you know whatever your beliefs are in or what have well, you as, you'd be fired yeah as as somebody who employs people that need i need people to work on projects so they, if they had a problem with yeah. one of my clients or one of the projects they were working on and they yeah. had religious i'm like then I, i'm sorry i really then don't need, just not i really fit. i really don't need you here then but on these college campuses there it's running rampant where these these professors and these deans of students are losing their jobs and you go where's the where's the line where's the line where this stops where'd you go to school I went to CBC for high school, and then I went to Loyola University for a couple of years, and then Maryville for a year or two, uh, and then I also went to St. Louis Community College. 
the reason I ask is there was a professor out at SIU. I think he's, he might, he's probably retired by now. But this is the mid-90s. Okay. And his name is Riley Maynard. And Riley taught a... It sounds super familiar. I don't know. Well, he was a big video guy. Okay. Yeah, he, he would like do commercials and stuff and had okay. his own video production company. Maybe that's why. And this was like a, a freshman or a sophomore level introduction to news class. Okay. And this girl just wasn't getting it. And Riley was kind of is from... Um, Different generation, yeah, he's older, okay. but he, you know, but he was like from New Orleans. Okay, okay, okay. So he thought, so he thought was kind of a twang. Okay, and this girl just was not understanding what he was trying to say. He goes, "I'm going to come over there and just hit you over the head with a two by four with it written on there, so you understand." Uh, nowadays, bye bye. He would have gotten fired, and nowadays, but she report she. I saw him over the summer. Okay, I had a nice relationship with him because sure. I like. Because you know I me, mean? I just talk to walls. <laughs> Same here, dude. Same here. And so he says, "Were you in the class when I talked about writing the lesson on the two by four and hitting it across somebody's head so they understood it?" I said, "Yeah." So it was funny. He goes, "Yeah, I got somebody put that on their review." Oh, I bet that I, that that I physically threatened them. Well, that was years ago too, right? This was twenty three years ago, right? So that's before any of this, any of this shit happened. Yeah, I, that's when it started, though. I feel like I was in. I feel like I was in the class where that where that shit started. What makes me sick is I find myself censoring myself, even when I like on my own personal Facebook page because. Oh, I do too. I don't. You don't want to hear it, dude. I just don't want to hear it. It's not that I'm like concerned of like losing my job because I'm not putting like hate things no. out or anything like that. It's nothing like that. But you literally have to, if you care, uh, you have to almost protect your. Your repu- reputation might not be the your right personal word. brand. Your yeah, your your profile. <laughs> your profile. Yeah, you know, you yeah. have to essentially watch that because one one misstep, one wrong word, and it becomes, well, why do you hate fill in the blank? Or you know, why are you supporting fill in the blank? You know what I'm saying? Like there is a steep steep hill that you will tumble down if you make one grammatical, and then it's over. So it's over. I am. A- I've been a, a mobile DJ, wedding DJ, whatever you want to call it, f- okay. for about 15, 16 years. Okay. I don't do nearly as much as I used to. I just do it when people ask me to. Sure. I don't go out and solicit business. Somebody needs a DJ for something, sure. great, I'll do it. Sure. And I'll do a great job at it. Yeah. But I'm a member of some of these groups. There are no people who get more butthurt easily than DJs. These really? people, oh my God, they're nuts. So I got, I actually got into a verbal altercation with this guy from Florida. I mean, he's kind of a YouTube guy. Okay. But he's just a Weasley little prick. So what was he upset about? Uh, if I can ask. Is he's, oh, because somebody, somebody, the overall comment was something about uh, if you put your brand or if you don't market your brand, uh, then you're not a good DJ. And I and I and and so so this guy said in some sort of marketing. Yeah. So this guy's this guy is you if you said true to this, then you're wrong because I'm a marketing genius. Okay. And so and the guy really is. He's he's great at uh, school dances, which are really really hard to do. Self promoter. Really good self promoter. Has these awesome huge video systems that have to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars with all the lights and people he has employed. Sure. Blah blah blah. And so I put this in a comment to him. I'm like, hey, love that stuff, stuff, stuff. I said, how much is your bank note payment a month? So that way you can make 30 grand, a year, so, you, so you can bring home 30 grand a year. I'm bringing home the same thing, DJing, and I have zero note payments. And he, he fat shamed me. No, he yeah. the shaming route. Yeah. The shaming's very interesting to me. It is. And so, but I was fake offended by it. Oh, good. My skin is thick. Right. Be, I mean, I, that little nerd calls me, calls me, he right. called me chunking to find a gem. Nice, right? Creative, too. Yeah. Super creative. Yeah. And this is after I'd kind of gone after him, too. I, I, I was trying to, maybe I was trying to provoke him. I don't know what yeah, I was doing. Yeah, but he's throwing caveman insults, you know? Yeah. I mean? like, like, so he called the me. lowest common denominators. So I screenshotted what he had written. I said, I'm sure your clients are going to love to see oh, you fat shaming yeah. people. He goes, my clients would think you're a douchebag. I'm like, well, not according to the screenshot. No, no. <laughs> I, I find, okay, so is, I, this is an honest God thing about me. As a child, I was, I guess, from like the age of like seven till 13, I was, uh, my mother would call it husky. Right. Uh, I would call it heavy. Yeah. Uh, either way, I was, I was um, bigger. 
like my grandmother would say, are you still friendly with the heavy boy down the street? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom, my mom used to say, we're not, we're not getting you bigger pants. We're just getting husky size pants, right. which I always thought was like, oh, husky. Okay. Like, well, fine. That doesn't sound bad. But so she would, uh, we, we would do this, but I, I would get picked on. This is no, no joke. I, I would be in fights at school. I mean, I got suspended from grade school. Jesus. Uh, at least four times. Uh, for fighting between the age of uh, 10 and 13. That was how I learned how knowing to your temperament myself. And knowing your, knowing your temperament, I'm guessing you were trying to defend yourself. Yes, yes. It was more of like I would literally come into school. This is no joke. I would come into school. And there was some little fucker there waiting yep. to tease you. Every time, man. Every time. Yep. Walk, in the, walk in the door. We had to wear a white uh, two-collar button shirt and blue, navy blue pants. Yep. And... You know, it, it was it was every day. Not the most was, flattering look for a heavy kid. No, no. Yeah. No. And I had a I just I, I don't know. I I remember I had a bright idea of shaving my head. And if you're a heavy set little kid with chunky no, cheeks. No, it doesn't work either. It doesn't really work. I got a big old wide dome as it is. So it doesn't, <laughs> it's not a good look now at 33, but it's a uh, uh, it, it was. I was 12. It was tough, man. It was I tough. was 12. I think I was about five foot eight. Okay. I weighed 145 pounds and I had a 32 inch waist as a 12 year old. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't grow in height. Height? 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 I didn't grow in height from like five foot one until my seventh grade. In seventh grade, I shot up from five foot one to five eleven, and then the Lord stopped me there. Yeah. But I went 10 inches and lost 45 pounds. And dude, you want to know what the sickness is? And it, it almost, I almost hate it because of what it made me into at that point. Was I was so upset by getting bullied and what we call shame now that I my asked my mother to buy an ab roller. Do you remember the ab roller? Yeah. You remember that thing where you yeah. lay on the floor and you just do sit-ups? Yeah. No joke. What I started doing when I was uh, in seventh grade, the very beginning of the first day of seventh grade, I remember I got picked on that day and I thought, enough of this shit. I had been done fighting. I mean, I'd been so many fights. Right. And, and that just wasn't working. So I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it and change and try to do everything I can. So at that point, I uh, I began a strict diet as a seventh grader. So it tells you how it like, psychologically fucks you up. Uh, it's awful. As a seventh grader, here I am going, okay, uh, I remember getting down to where I would only eat like, I'm not kidding, dude. This is back when people measured uh, grams of fat and things. You yeah. Measure sugars or carbs, but I was measuring grams of fat. I got it to where I was eating less than 30 grams of fat a day as a seventh grader. So I would like measure out my food and all this shit. It was almost a 12 year old had to worry about it. Dude, I was that I was that upset by it. Yeah. Um, you know that it like legit affected me. But I would come home afterwards, and I was obsessed with college basketball. Remember, like Duke, North Carolina. Sure. I think this is uh, circa uh, ninety eight, ninety nine. Sure. There were so, huge like, powerhouses, Kentucky. Great. So I Kentucky. I would literally sit there with the pretty much order. like today in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Same teams. Same anyway. teams still. Anyway, doesn't go ahead. Change. No, but I would sit there and do this ab roller motion, dude, in my uh, in my bedroom by myself, and I would watch an entire uh, basketball game. And you're talking, so you're at a two hour, two and a half hour thing, and I yeah. would just do ab roller sit up. So it would start as I would do like a uh, hundred of them, and then by the end of going into eighth grade, I was up to two thousand a night, dude. I went from the husky sized pant to no joke. I was a size. I think i dropped to a 28 really i was at a 28 i was now 511 and i had like brad pitt abs from fight club i wasn't muscular at all because i had no, i did no weightlifting. it was literally strictly sit-ups yeah and watching every ounce of what i ate it was as miserable as miserable gets in terms of enjoying your food or having any semblance of a life but i remember all of a sudden wouldn't you know it as sick as it is that's when your life all of a sudden you don't get your balls busted anymore every day you came into school and that was and it's fucked me up ever since it, it does man I it, didn't, you think about I, it I didn't get picked on too much that's there was, good there was a kid in fifth grade uh, and there was a kid my, uh, who was a couple years older than me when I was a freshman in high school who wanted to terrorize me and I just I put an end to it real quick and I, I, I by with a little um, I was never a fighter I think I just went. I, I think I just went to the assistant principal. I said, "This is what's happening." Okay. I said, "I know this kid's brothers. They're nice kids." I said, "I'm gonna talk to them too." And so I went to the went to the to the guy's brother. I said, "Tell your brother to stop being a dick to me." And that shut it down. And shut it down. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish that would have been because his brother liked me. 
Now, the sad part is half the people, some of the people that liked our podcast are part of our, our Facebook page now and have listened to it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we're part of the group of people that terrorized me. Now, 20 years later, we're friends. Everything's cool. But as well, yeah. a kid, it was like, you know how it is, man. It's the end of the world. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Dude, I would dread going into school. I mean, my mom would drop me off and it would just tear me up, tear me up. I would just be terrified. Yeah. And it's I didn't just, hate school. Like I said, I had I had a pretty good high school experience, luckily. I mean, but also, I mean, I wasn't as heavy as I thought I was okay. uh, that I looked because I was six three. So I was yeah, I you're a tall guy because I was five seven in, in eighth grade, six foot. No, I'm sorry, it was like yeah, five seven in seventh grade, right? Six foot in uh, eighth grade, and then I was six three by the time my sophomore year started. Wow, are you now? Are you just six three now? Did I'm still six three. Yeah. Wow. But Jesus. kept getting around her. Yeah, I knew you were. <laughs> I knew you were tall. I knew you were obviously taller than me. I'm all five eleven and a half. If I'm. But I, I was six three, and I remember that I lied on my driver's license thing. I said that I weighed two hundred thirty pounds when I was a junior in high school. I knew that I lied. Okay. So I probably weighed closer to two sixty. Okay. Two sixty five. Three. Okay. But I had a thirty six inch waist with a thirty two inch inseam. Okay. Okay. So I mean, and I and it worked was out. tucked in my shirts, and right. I and I dressed nicely, yeah. and it fit, and so I looked good. Right, it fit. It fit, and that's probably why I didn't get too much shit. Well, that's good. High yeah. school was fine for me. Yeah. After the seventh grade transformation into eighth grade, yeah. life was... So did you stay skinny after that? Yeah, I was pretty darn skinny. The only time I ever... Because you're pretty in shape now. You're still a pretty yeah, fit guy. I only fell out of shape. Uh, what, what's the uh, thing in college? The freshman 15? Boom. That's what <laughs> And that was from drinking. I mean, well, if, yeah, that happened. People were being honest with themselves. It was It was purely a... A drinking situation there you go from being at cbc which is an all guys private school yeah i, I graduated like second or third in my class did I, you really yeah i i was a good student. i mean i'm not surprised by this i was a good student you know yeah. and then I, when i moved up to chicago to go to loyola uh you know your parents essentially god bless them it's not their fault what are you supposed to do they drop you off uh in downtown chicago and say good luck good luck uh, so nobody was there to watch me or keep an eye on me. And it yeah. was like, oh, well, dude, I'm going off to the races. How long did that last? Was that a year or two uh, years? I got tossed after two years. And I do mean tossed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I got an your parents tossed or your no, the school. Oh, really? Yeah, It was pretty bad, man. Uh, not like in a cool look at me type of way or anything like that. It was more like a just a fucking idiot. Just just making dumb moves, man. Yeah. I didn't go to class. I mean, I never went to school, uh, you know, and you look back on it now and you're embarrassed oh yeah feel terrible because oh yeah the amount of money that was spent and two years of your life that you i literally spent and the opportunity to graduate from loyola college in, in yes. chicago yes i spent two years no bullshit andy and if, if anybody any of my buddies who you know i'm real good friends with still i got about 10 of them that i'm really good friends with in chicago if they talked to you they would go huh, i'm glad it worked out for him because i mean i did everything you could think of if it was a, a drink or a drug or whatever it was just a party, man. It's yeah. just a full-on party and nobody there to stop me. And uh, and took zero responsibility for yourself. No, I took zero responsibility for it. Now I look back on it and like I said, you have like this uh, Trem- self-loathing yeah. would be how you would, how I would describe it most aptly is a, a large amount of self-loathing. But, you know, it leads you to where you're at now. But I partied. I had a blast at Loyola. I oh, I, oh yeah. And what really got me towards the end, the final straw was uh, I had a sociology class, and uh, these two girls in my class, I was single at the time, uh, I was 19 years old, and uh, I, I believe their name was like Brittany and Tiffany or something like that. Nice. Totally Valley nice. Girl, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> all of us were like C students, and we had a 100-question uh, question Scantron test coming up for the final, and it, it was essentially for like 20% of your grade or something like that. And I remember... I had this super nice female sociology teacher and she was young and she was super nice. And one day she was like talking to me after class, you know, and I saw the Scantron answer key sitting there and I'm like, Oh God, you know? And at this point, dude, I'm on, I am on the thinnest device of getting tossed out of this school. And I'm like, I made the decision and I took it. I took it, took the Scantron answer sheet and just, you know, I just kind of, you know, oh, thanks a lot for, you know, talking to me after class, blah, blah, blah. Got the hell out of Dodge. And, uh, of course, you're dumb enough when you're 19 to, like, brag to, you know, the two pretty girls in the class, like, hey, I got the answer key, blah, blah, blah. 
and they're like, oh, really? Like, we'll give you 50 bucks for it. So each one gave me like 50 oh, bucks. No. And so, okay. So like if somebody gives you um, a Scantron answer sheet with a uh, hundred answers to it, the, 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 what I would assume the brightest way to handle such a thing would be to maybe get 10 or 12 answers wrong. So you get, you know, an 88 and you get a B and you, you fucking walk out and you don't have a problem. Correct. I got an 88. The two girls, again, Brittany, Tiffany, I don't know, carry the two. Uh, they both got 100% on the test. Idiots. After being C students, they got 100%. So imagine, to the surprise of the teacher, she decided to ask them, what's going on here? How'd you get 100% on my sociology test? No one else, except for you two, got 100%. They sold me up the river. They, they really sold me up the river, dude. And I believe in the university terms, they call that academic fraud. That's right. And it's about the biggest crime you can commit That's at the right. university level. That's right. Yeah. So I got and I they got sold and, up the river, dude. And, and they that was threw it. your ass and I out. Was, uh, I believe the correct terminology was you are no longer welcome at Loyola University, Chicago. And I thought, eh, okay, well. Time Good to, job there, pal. Yeah, and I came home, and I vividly remember my dad going. I can only imagine the look on your father's face. Oh, uh, and I understood. Again, at the time when you're 19, you're like, "What's the fucking problem?" Like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I screwed up. I'm an idiot, you know. Yeah. But now you look back on you go, you know how much money was wasted. You know how much time was wasted. Opportunity, like you were saying, in yep. terms of graduating from Loyola University of Chicago. Right. All pack that all on. Um, and my dad was like, "Look." Son, I love you, but you have one month to get out of your mother and I's house. Now that you're back home in St. Louis, I'd move back. Mm -hmm. You have one month to get a job and get out of our house. And at the time, it was like, are you like, I was so mad at my dad, but it was so wrong. He yeah. was right. It was, that was the only way to learn your lesson. It was. If you were to pull an asinine move like that, that's the only way to really learn. And that's how I ended up in the restaurant industry at that time was I took a Busser job at Frankie G's off Telegraph. Really? And cleaning tables and toilets and stuff. And, and so I guess it was when you moved out had a roommate? Uh, I Let's see. I, I saved the money for a month. I think my dad made it five weeks. He was pretty cool about it. He let me yeah. go one more week. And I had just enough money to move into a place uh, down off Butler Hill in 55. Yeah. In the, that area. Uh, it was called the Vineyards Apartments. Okay. And it was like $500, $600 a month back in 2006. And I moved in there. I moved in there on my own. And... Yeah, yeah, man. Tough yeah. lesson to learn, man. Yeah, well, I, 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 again, at the time, so angry at my dad. Like, oh how, yeah, you want to blame? You, you want to blame everybody else? Yeah. You're like, you know, look at me. I am down and out, and you want to yeah. throw me out on the street? Yeah, I'm down and out. I can't get any worse than this. You know, I'm embarrassed. Blah blah. You know, thanks a lot, Dad. And then you go, you look back now, thirteen. Jesus, thirteen. Yeah, right. Fifteen years later, and I go, ah, ugh. it makes you sick. Like when you think about it, you're like. What an ass I was. Still might be. But what an ass I definitely I was. I fucked away my time at Missouri, too. So I, I did two years here at SIU. Okay. And then I went to Mizzou. I was going to... Okay. And, and I, I wanted to change... I was I wanted to change majors from... from math. I should have never left SIU to begin with because mass comedy is really what I wanted to do. I thought I really? wanted to do journalism yeah. at Missouri. And then at the I... J school. Yeah. And then deal. I thought I was going to do like, you know, uh, go to the school of business and do like management information systems, like what I wanted to do, too, after... And... Um, they didn't have that degree then. Yeah. So I was like, well, what, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. And so I was kind of down and out about that. I had a girlfriend there at the time. Uh, she was a freshman and I was a junior, but but I decided to live in the dormants of my first year there okay. to make some friends. Yeah. We get put on the same floor of the same dorm. Oh, yeah. That'll work out well. It did not work out well. And so I they had co-ed? They had co-ed dorm? Yeah. Gillette Hall was a co-ed dorm at that point. And so I... um. You know, I fucked. I mean, I, I ruined an opportunity to graduate from the University of Missouri with a degree. Isn't it the worst? I and granted, I'm happy with my degree from, from SIU Edwardsville. Right. But I would, but would much rather have a degree that says from the University of Missouri. A tiger. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think it's it's kind of effed up just in general that they give us at 18 years old, knowing that most of us are pretty sheltered at 18. Most, not all, but most of us have had a pretty decent amount of sheltering from our families. Rightly so, in my opinion, for the most part. Right. Uh, you need to have some exposure, but you don't need to be exposed to what some poor people are really exposed to, which is, you know, they don't have a dad around or a mom around and, you know, they're yeah. growing up poor and living hand to mouth or whatever. But uh, like in our case, or at least in my case speaking, I was I was mostly sheltered. But I feel like when they go, OK, now you're 18. Pick your direction for the rest of your life. 
Like, yeah. know what you want to do for the rest of your life at 18 years old. And then, uh, yeah, figure it out. But you got to remember, 50 years ago, I mean, that's what guys were doing. True. Because they were only living until whenever. Until they were 60 or something. Right. But, you know, like, you got married when you were 19 or 20. Yeah. And you had your career picked out by then, too. Yeah. And so, but still, it's just so that, that same mentality came down to the time when you and I were graduating from high school. Yeah. I think it's changed a little bit I think, now. I think it has to. Yeah. Like, I knew people from, uh, we used to go down to St. Pete Beach, uh, Florida, down yeah. near Tampa. Uh, every year we went to the same place called the Land's End, uh, Land's End down there. It was uh, actually directly next to this place called the Mansions, uh, which was, uh, the top floor was owned by Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, long story short, we'd, we'd go down there for like, I think six years in a row, we would go for two weeks at a time uh, at the uh, beginning of August. And we, we there was other families that went down there every time at the same year. One family was from Ireland, one family was from England, one family was from New York, and they were all the greatest. You had two girls who were sisters from New York, you had two girls who were twins, who were obviously sisters from England, and then you had two brothers. One was uh, like my age, so this in like 2004, he's like 18, and then you had the other one who was like 15, which was like my brother's age at the time, and they were from Ireland. So you have the New York uh, two girls who were great, Jill and Amy, they uh, did the same thing we did. You know, you graduated 18 from high school, and then you immediately go straight to school, and you're supposed to know your direction. Right. Best of luck. Then you had these two families, the one from England and the one from uh, Ireland, and they both, I asked them because, you know, a lot, one, two of, three of the four were 18 years old. And I remember asking, and they came from successful families, like investment baker type families. Military. Yeah, and I go, I go, uh, I go, I got to ask you, I go, what do you guys, where you, like, I don't know what college you're going to go to because it's overseas and you don't know the name of the college and stuff, but I go, uh, what are you guys going to do? And they go, oh, we're taking a year off. This was the general response from all three of them was we're taking a year off. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that's the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. Taking a year off? What does that mean? And they're like, well, essentially we just go to work and we live, you know, and uh, we try to figure out what we want to do with our lives. And at the time at 18 years old, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Right. But looking back on it now, I go, it's pretty smart. You just got to be beware of the pigeonhole that you, or the rabbit hole you can fall into, which is of like, well, I took the construction job. I just got to stay in construction or I took the restaurant job. I got to right. stay in the restaurant. But if you if you do it right, I think I think taking a year off sometimes might be beneficial to a lot of people that don't know what they really want to do or have the balance. And and don't. Know. And I thought the English kids did military as well. I think they do. Like one or two do. years. I bet it's like. Like when they're twenty or something. Yeah, I think that's I think that's smart. I don't I, think there's I anything think wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, at it'll all. never happen here, no. not in the United States, because no. there's no way they would ever pass it through. There would be, no. and they couldn't pay for it. No, no, it's but, too big. But I thought I mean, it the, was the, the UK has four million residents, right? Compared to us, yeah, we're, we're like there's three hundred million, three hundred fifty million. <laughs> we can't stop fucking. Yeah, stop. Put the dick down. <laughs> there's uh, actually a Bill Burr thing. Swear to God. <sighs> Look it up. It'll make you laugh if you look up the. Uh, he's like the 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 punchline. The joke is, he's like, you people can't stop fucking. Like, he's like, he's like, every day you're just making more in the way people like fucking up our life. Like, stop having those kids, you know. But are you familiar with the villages down there around Orlando? It's like an old person retirement place. Yes, I mean I'm familiar. I'm familiar because I had actually heard of it. Yeah, and it's like they like they like they have commercials like during golf tournaments and okay. and and all kinds of different shit. Right. I was talking to a guy today. His mom and dad lived down there for a while. It was like a retirement community. And down in Orlando. Just north of Orlando. Okay. Bigger than Orlando, though, because there's 108,000 people that live in this retirement community. And it's all owned by one guy. Like They all like rent from them. And it's just like condos, I would assume? Condos, houses, they have everything. Really? It's a big plot of land. It's a huge plot of land. 108,000 people. Yeah. It's crazy. And then they have... Oh so God, that guy's got to be rolling in money. Oh, yeah. Rolling in money. I think it started like 25 years ago. Oh, my God. So what, what they have, though, is either the, overall the overall design plan was to... Um, I don't even know why I brought this up. I think because you said no, villages go somewhere. For go for it. But um, where you can drive a golf cart anywhere you need to go. Grocery store, pharmacy, oh, like restaurants. That. Yeah, I like that. So... Like, even though there's like regular streets going through this place, okay. there's golf cart paths right next to it. And the golf cart paths go under the streets at the intersections. Cut it out. How cool is that? What a great idea. 27 championship golf courses on site. Jesus, dude. 27, 18. Or 10. When can I retire? Right. Exactly. <laughs> when we're 
Is it the villages? The villages. the villages, yeah. It's crazy. What a genius idea. Just honest to God. Come on down to Florida. Yeah. Come on down to Florida. You'll be down here with all these folks your age that are just relaxing and retired and happy. I mean, I don't know, right? A lot of people say they hate retirement. I can tell you my mom and dad retired and uh, uh, they've never been happier. (laughs) I mean, they they might get bored from time to time, but. I wish my my parents need to retire. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's like. Where are they at in the age fear? Like where are they at? In the uh, age dad fear? will be. This is this is 2019. Yeah. Dad will be 67. Yeah, he's February due. 4th. He's due. He's due. He's still working his ass here 12 hours a day. Oh, stop it! There's so but, much more to life than that. Does he have hobbies? Does he like to golf he or does. hunt or any of that? He golfs. Golfs. Is he good? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. He's you guys got been, good courses around here, out of yeah. or somewhere around here. Yeah, he's. He, they're members of the country club here. Yeah. So and he's he's always been a great putter. It's really? like Ben Crenshaw with putting. Yeah. yeah. That's huge, man. You'll save strokes off your game like yeah. that. People think it's all the, the driving and it's No, not. no, it's the driver show putt for But yeah, you know, and he just yeah, he needs to retire. And your not mom, I want your mom to. still works? Mom works here. She still works here too. Three days a week. Okay. At least she went in a little bit. She went in last summer and she said, Look, I'm done. I don't blame her. I want this is there's more to life than this. God, I'm thirty three now. That would mean thirty four more years. Andy, I won't make it. <laughs> I won't make it, dude. I won't make it. You yeah, just, you you just can't, all of a sudden, my Facebook profile will be gone. Like, he didn't make it. Sorry. I think you have to be 66 and a half to collect Social Security. Uh, if it's if that's what's keeping you. Yeah, yeah. although they've been saying it since 1962. Social Security is going to be gone by the yeah, time we need they'll it. Just, so. They'll do what they always do. They'll borrow more money. They'll borrow more money. Hey, you've been listening to STL Happy Hour. Uh, this is episode number two. Thanks very much for listening. We've gone. Sorry. If you've gotten this far, boy, you are a trooper. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Andy Hanselman. That's John Sander Alpina. This has been STL Happy Hour on the St. Louis Podcast Network. <laughs>